This episode is sponsored by Best Life Coaching Society. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we have Mr. Robert YB Youngblood. And oh man, he's involved in lots to do with giving. He's a connector, a uh, coach, a consultant. Um, you know, considered the you wanna <laughs> if you want to consider he's like the point guard of entrepreneurship, the Kyrie Irving. But uh doing some amazing things, connecting people. And just, you know, truly helping uh, to make our world a better place. And I'm so thankful that he's here to interview with the Success Chronicles today. Hey, peace and blessings, Chip. Appreciate being on your show and being able to interview with you, man. I uh, heard some, so many great things about you. Watched been watching you on a couple of uh, video clips and I appreciate you being on your show. Bro. Oh, yeah. Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, talk to us about your life story. I know off air we talked about you know, kind of where you're from and kind of, you know, where you are now, but if you don't mind tracking that story for me up until now. No question. So I mentioned that I'm originally from Bronx, New York. I grew up in a single parent home. My dad was actually murdered when I was two. Mm. And that actually uh, is a catalyst for me being a giver because I recognized that even though I had lost a major part of my life, you know, through my father, uh, I don't have to be bitter, you know? And so growing up in a single parent home, you you know, you, uh, I was a latchkey kid. I don't know if most people know what a latchkey kid is, but I was that dude that wore his keys on a shoestring. I guess that's probably why I wear ties so much, right? Because it just reminds <laughs> me when I was a kid and I used to wear uh, my, my keys on my neck and my mom would say, don't lose them keys. Matter of fact, the reason why I had to wear them on my neck is because I kept losing my keys. So she's like, we're going to put it on your neck uh, so that you don't lose them. So yeah, grew up in the South Bronx. Um, Started out, you know, uh, going to public school, and then I went on to Catholic school and did Catholic school from fourth grade to twelfth grade, and that was uh, that was influential in me in terms of just gaining a, a greater sense of faith. And yeah. When not, I'm not Catholic. Shout out to those who are, but I learned how to appreciate faith and appreciate purpose and and appreciate having a mission, and. Um, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Virginia Union University uh, in 1996. I almost didn't go, uh, but luckily I went on a college tour with the, men of, with the men of Omega Psi Phi. Shout out to the Qs. Even though I'm wearing purple today, I'm not a Q. Shout out to the Qs, though. I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, but as a result of that relationship, I was exposed to 11 HBCUs in a week. And, uh, and then I went to Virginia Union, and the card just was played in my favor for me to get a full scholarship to go. And as a result of that experience, I grew as a man. 
uh, by attending Virginia Union. It took me seven years to finish a four-year degree. I did not leave with a master's. Uh, I, I left with uh, <laughs> left with a great network and and, and uh, great stories. But it took me seven years to finish <laughs> my undergraduate degree. Right. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I was pretty close to that, that plan, too. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I tell you, know, anybody go to HBU, they know. Okay, we know why you, you know why it took you seven years. You went to HBU. You was having too much darn fun. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I am. And, uh, you know, I, I had some internships that exposed me to business. I worked for uh, Chase Man Bank uh, when I was in college, and uh, which is now J.P. Morgan Chase. And that experience opened my eyes to what was possible, right? Keep in mind, I grew up in a single parent home. My dad was murdered when I was two. So the, the only business owner that I knew about was my father who owned a business, right? But his hustle was he was a street pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I wasn't trying to go that route. But, but seeing how there were African-American senior vice presidents that was making moves, looking sharp, making money. And I, I remember uh, leaning over to a guy that was sitting next to me, I said, yo, man, we're going to be, we're going to be rich. You know, we're going to start this business. We're going to be rich. And little did I know that years down the line, I would start my own business. That, that was a joke when you was at that age, but now yeah. it's real. And now I'm a father of two beautiful daughters. I'm married going on 13 years. And uh, we're just focusing on impacting lives, man. Just helping people get out of that poverty mentality so they can become successful, wealthy and rich. You know, like the, you was talking about, you know, you talked about, we're going to be rich, you know, that's, that's like the the, uh, <clears throat> the the church grandmamas speaking yeah. to existence, baby. Oh, yeah. Speaking no to existence. <laughs> say it, say it, say it until it comes to fruition, man. And that, but see, that's a that's a success principle. Most people don't, yeah. most people don't know. You know, uh, it, it's value. Now, a lot of people say, well, if I say I'm a millionaire, if I say I'm a millionaire, then I'm gonna be a millionaire tomorrow. No, it's gonna be some work involved. Yeah. Right. There's gonna be some struggle involved. Mm -hmm. But whatever you speak out of your mouth, that that word is a seed. Right. So if I take an apple seed and I put it in the ground, it's going to produce an apple. Right. So people, people don't realize this. They think it's a joke. It's not a joke. It's real. It's real talk. Yeah. man. It's like, you know, but what happens is just because I put the seed in the ground doesn't mean I automatically get the apple. Right. It's yeah. got to turn into a plant first. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to produce leaves. And, the leaves got to fall. You know what I'm saying? There's a process. Oh, you got to put that good soul, you got to put the yeah. water. That's right. Yeah. So, so a lot of people go, if I just speak it, then I'm going to get it. Nah, bro, it's a process. And you yeah. got to be willing to go through the process. I'll be willing to go through the process. Well, talk to us about your career, you know, some of the things you've been involved in as far as your career. Yep, no question. So when I graduated from Virginia Union in 2004, uh, one of the first things I did was I started a direct sales uh, business. Uh, went into business for myself, connected with a fraternity brother who got me put on to the Amway business. At that time, it was called Quickstar. Mm -hmm. uh, focused on e-commerce. And at that time, people thought we was crazy. It was like, nah, man, people not shopping on the internet like that. But we fast forward to now, everybody's doing business on Amazon, right? Yeah. Um, but that experience taught me the, the real deal about entrepreneurship, right? It taught me how to engage people. It taught me how to communicate. It, it helped me develop my leadership skills and my networking skills. I eventually sat down with one of my coaches uh, in the business and I said, yeah, man, I'm on, I'm on, I got this major business plan. I'm going to get you to be an investor, this person, this person. And he said, listen, I don't know about those other guys, but I'm not giving you a dime. You need to go get a job. And I was so ticked off, man, because all I wanted to do was be, I wanted to be this, this audacious business owner, man. I wanted to be this mm -hmm. entrepreneur. 
But little did I know that I needed that experience because I had some gaps. So I went to work, started working for the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. of America. I spent uh, five years working for them uh, in their uh, Learning for Life division, a uh, program that focused on character education and career mm-hmm. exploration. Uh, that's when I began to literally develop my love for speaking. And so I, I traveled uh, around Central Virginia, 24 counties and four cities where I spoke to high school kids, elementary school kids, middle school kids, um, college students about character. Um, and then I exposed them to careers. I did that for about five years, transitioned, started working for some other nonprofits and eventually uh, got laid off from a nonprofit organization in 2000, uh, 2012. And that was a challenging moment for me because I'd never mm-hmm. been laid off, Chip. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been laid off before, but when you're laid off, it's kind of like a, a part of you dies, mm-hmm. right? Because many of us put so much value in a position, in a job, that when we lose it, a part of ourselves, uh, it, it feels uh, uh, like destroyed. Like it feels mm-hmm. like we are less than. But in actuality, we shouldn't put the focus on the job. We should put it on relationships, the skills that we develop, and the lessons that we learn to grow as a person. Because if the job says we no longer need you, that's fine. You can take those three things with you and go to the next opportunity, right? But most people put the focus on the job. My job, my job, my job. It's not your job. You didn't create it, right? They brought you in to do a task. They can let you go. So when I got let go, mm-hmm. uh, while, while I was hurt, I did the one thing that I was trained to do, and that was to pray. Mm. So as I was leaving, I prayed to God that he would deposit within me something that would allow me to live for him while using the gifts and talents that he has given me to impact others. And that's when he blessed me with YB Connects, which is my current firm, right? So YB Connects, some people put YB Space Connects. There is no space. It's all connected, right? YB Connects, one word. YB is a nickname that I, I was given when I was in college. Connects is what I do. And I immediately started working with people on LinkedIn. Matter of fact, my first client was a classmate of mine at Virginia Union who approached me about helping her use LinkedIn so that she can transition to another position. And um, I sat down with her and her fiance at the time and worked with them. And she wrote me a check for $100 for one hour of work. Chip, I don't know about you, but I never got paid $100 for hour work. And so I said, I said, hold up. If she's going to pay me $100 for our work, I'm going to be rich. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. And so little did I know that it was going to take a while. But, you know, I just started, you know, start working, grinding. I got invited to speak in Greensboro for an, uh, an organization called the Public Relations Society of America. They took care of my speaking fee. They took care of my lodging. They took care of my travel. I said, hold up. Bro, I spoke for maybe an hour and I got paid this and they took care of this. Oh, let's go. And that began, you know, that, 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 that enhanced my desire to speak. Uh, fast forward to uh, 2016, I was blessed to be able to connect with Dr. Eric Thomas, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, um, through some mutual connections, got, got, got involved in his Breathe University, which is his uh, e-learning online community. Yes, very familiar to some other people. And my life just, my life has changed, bro, as a result of that connection. And now I'm connected to my coach, Kendall Ficklin, yeah. who uh, is in the grindation. Uh-huh. And, bro, my joint is just a whole nother level of accountability, this momentum, but all because I got laid off in 2012. I prayed, 
And now God is helping me to fulfill that that uh, that aspect of the prayer. Yeah, those guys, man. I, and I've uh, I've been blessed to interview Kendall as well, Coach Kendall. Love it. Yeah. 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 So man, it's just it's just it's amazing. Like those guys, man. Fire. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh my. On a thousand, bro. Oh, when you, yeah. And what's crazy? See, a lot of people see them on video and all that stuff edited, bro. It's when yeah. you talk to them in person. You hang right. out with them in person. When you listen to them on on conference calls, Kendall banging on the table and ET going in on us on on a conference call. It's just it's it's that fire, man. But the beauty of it is that it's brothers, man. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? It's men who are reaching back. Now they're not reaching back and just just chilling. They're still grinding, man. Like they're still it's, it's like fire. It's fire behind it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I've had a chance to hear, like, you know, a couple of times ET has come through Houston. You know, I've had a chance yep. to, to hear him speaking, man. Just like you said, like, it's one thing you see the videos, the edited videos, but yeah. the, the real, like, the raw, yeah. like, yeah. wow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've seen videos. So, I, like, my first year being connected to ET and, and, and Breathe University, mm-hmm. I went to uh, 10 different cities that year. Mm. Right, 10 different engagements that year. So one engagement he did was in Chicago. And my man went off. Like, literally, like, he goes to another level. My man went to another dimension yeah. in that particular conference. And what's crazy is when you look at the video, I'm like, yo, I was sitting right there in the front row. I can't see myself. But I knew exactly where he was positioned. When he dropped that message, I said, I was there. That was fire. My man went to another dimension. So some speakers go level one, level two. Nah, my man went to, like, you know how Mario, you know, like Mario Brothers, like Mario Brothers, when you go into the pipe and you go into another level. That's where my man, when he went to another zone, man, I'm like, I'm like are, you, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that, that's a good, that's a good explanation right there. That's true. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Fire, because you walk out, you ready to walk, you ready to run through a brick, brick wall. Like, let's go. That's it. That's it, man. And it's, it's good, you know, uh, when you can connect with people, you know, like you like you are and have done and are doing, you know, just yeah. the relationships, you know, you know, life moves at the speed of relationships, you know, and, and, and the quality of your relationships. I, I think, you know, all relationships determines the quality of your life, you know. Yep. Yep. I agree. One hundred percent. Because people because people either they're going to make deposits and they're going to make withdrawals, right? You're going to make deposits, you're going to make withdrawals. And so the goal is to make more deposits than you make withdrawals, right? Mm. And so the challenge thing about relationships is that you got to make deposits, right? But you got to have something to give. So that, what that means is that you got to get poured into. You got to read, you got to listen, you got to associate. And these things will build you up. And then when there's an opportunity for you to pour into somebody, you got something to deposit. Mm. Love it. Love it. Well, what's three things you accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Oh, my gosh. Well, the first one is that I have two beautiful daughters. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's my greatest accomplishment. My two, my two beautiful daughters. Coming from a single-parent home, having no father, I've lived in my daughter's lives longer than my father lived in mine. Keep in mind, my dad was murdered when I was two. So... My daughters are 10 and 8. They're aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring accountants, aspiring photographers. You catch them on the right day, they'll probably tell you something different. But right now, my oldest daughter, she wants to work where my, where my wife works. 
She wants to be an accountant like her mother. Uh, my youngest daughter wants to be a photographer, a minister, a dancer. She's like, she wants to be everything. Mm. But I love it because at the end of the day, they believe that they can do it. Why? Because we tell them that they can do it. They see mom and dad making things happen. You know what I'm saying? So that, that'd be number one. That'd be my biggest accomplishment. Uh, my second uh, accomplishment would be being married for 13 years. Like I said, my, my mom wasn't married. Her mom, my wife's mom wasn't married. Mm. So being married, being married for 13 years and you know, you talk about breaking generational curses. So, you know, we, we, we were taking it one year at a time. Matter of fact, my wife told me she renewed my, my contract for another year. So I'm like, I'm like LeBron. I'm like LeBron. Like, we, we talked about Kyrie. So I got my contract renewed. Played for her team for another year. So she got me on a year-to-year contract. I got to keep putting up buckets and, and give, giving assists, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that is. Oh, that's too funny, man. Yeah, and then I think the third thing, the third thing would be, there's so many to choose, but I think the third thing would be uh, just um, going back to college when I dropped out. Um, I told you it took me seven years to finish college, but I didn't tell you that at the end of, at the end of four and a half years, I dropped out of school uh, because I hit a brick wall financially, spiritually, emotionally, and um, went back home. And I spent 18 months back in New York and right around that time, that's when we got hit with 9-11. I was literally running away from falling debris, towers falling. Wow. It's that emotional warfare that, that took place. But in August of 2002, I went back. And I said to myself, I'm not going to take longer than two years to get this degree. And that's what happened. I came back. I came back so strong. I literally, so if you watch some of my videos, I got this new LinkedIn series now. It's called Walks with YB. And I always yeah. start off with peace, with, with peace and blessings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened was, I, I during that 18 months, I had a spiritual transformation. I had an emotional transformation. And so I literally came back, and everything I said was peace and blessings. I was saying peace and blessings so much that the people would describe me as the peace and blessings dude. Like, they'd be like, who? The peace and blessings dude? Yeah, that's him. Peace and blessings, right? And uh, it took me two years to finish my degree. So I, I, I came back August 2002. I finished uh, May 2004. And that was it, man. So that would be my, that would be my third biggest achievement, man, coming back from that, from that setback. And, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. Now you, it's crazy, now. You've been through some stuff, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's just a half, bro. I know we only. Yeah. I know we talking for another few minutes. That's just a half, bro. I got stories for years, bro, <laughs> which is good. I'm, I'm honestly, there's certain things that we don't think about. I, I remember, I remember uh, through the character program I was telling you about, character mm-hmm. education called Learning for Life. I would, I built a a uh, volunteer speakers bureau, and so I would identify people in the community who may have graduated from the schools that I'm working with, and I would bring them in to speak to the students about success and how to be wealthy and rich, you know, but not from a monetary perspective, but more so character. And what I found was that the people that were impacted the most weren't the teachers, weren't the students, it was the speakers. Because they weren't professional speakers. They were sharing things that they really hadn't thought about in years, but because they got in in the mix with some young people, they started thinking about those Mm -hmm. things and it started making them think like, man, and they left impacted. Right. It left impacted. And so. Um, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when we get a chance to speak and do these interviews, I don't take it lightly, man. I'm always prepared when it comes to telling my story. But but I never know how the Holy Spirit is going to lead 
for yeah. me to say what I need to say because there's somebody that's going to listen to this that needs to hear what I said, and I need to say it in a way that will prick their ears and their heart and, uh, and allow them to say, you know what, I need to take that next step. There might be somebody that's about to drop out of college or somebody who already dropped out of college that they hear this message and they say, you know, I need to go back. There might be somebody that's like, man, marriages don't work. But then they hear this message and they say, yo, this young brother, you know, has been married 13 years. They say, I don't want to have kids. But they hear this brother say, he's got two beautiful daughters. He didn't have a father growing up. So you just never know. And we got to be, we have to be, we have to be able to tell our story, man. And Kendall tell us all the time, you selfish if you don't tell your story. You thinking that people are going to judge you based on your delivery, when in actuality, they are dying to hear the message that you need to tell because only you can reach them. You feel me? So Chip, I applaud you for having this platform because as a result of you getting connected, there's people whose lives you couldn't, your voice may not touch certain people, but because you get connected, you now leverage other people's voice to impact other people's lives. And from there, bro, you, it's like you the conduit, man. You the conduit. Right. You, you another point guard, bro. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you might be Russell Westbrook. You just might just want to slam. You know, Russell is a PG, but he just like to score a lot. You know what I'm saying? He like to go ham in the paint. I mean, right? I'm, I'm okay with Jordan gear, too. You know, I'm oh, okay with well, Jordan. Yeah, I know you rocking yeah. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan wasn't a point guard, man. I, it don't, don't get me to start talking about Jordan, bro. I grew up in, I grew up in the Jordan era, bro. I, yeah. I don't, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> no. On, LeBron on, on, is the goat, bro. That's all I was saying. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Yeah, he he on another level. Like he, he <laughs> another level. Yeah. Um, you know, I just you know, and going back to what you were saying as far as the you know being a conduit, I think that's yeah. that's one of the things that I pride myself mm-hmm. in as well. Like it's truly a blessing to you know talk with people. Just like you said, the rawness of yeah. telling their story. And then like, you know, what's cool to me is like when it's people that's like, like you said, Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm not a speaker. I don't do interview, you know, like really it's just about the process. But then what gets me is once they do it, they're like, yeah. man, I'm glad I did that. That was really good for me. You and, know? And, you, and you're more, and you're more of a blessing than you, than you, than you might think, because as a result, they then look at life differently. Yeah. And they, they start making different decisions. And I'm hyped right now, bro. Like I'm, the next person I'm about to talk to is a they rap for this. Like, dude, you got some kerosene on you because you like you like hot right now, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> I'm looking for I'm about to go find a school right now. I'm, about to I'm like, yo, find me some people right now. I will talk on the street corner. I'll be like my brothers in New York when they be on the street corner, just like just on the soapbox going in. <laughs> Let's go. Carry my phone and record this so I can go in on the street. Oh man, that's good stuff. Man. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, so what's your definition of success? Oh man, I love it. Success is uh, <laughs> is uh, being able to impact others because you live. Mm. Right. So it's not it's not connected to money. No. And when I say you lived, I don't mean existed. You live like you you are I'm operating perfect. in your gift. You are mm-hmm. living. You are alive. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so 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 success is just being able to impact lives because you live. It's how, and really, it's how many lives were affected because you live. How many lives were touched in a positive way because you live? You was alive. You lived out your passion. You lived out your gift, and other people's lives are impacted. And you won't. You might not even recognize that until until it's your time to go. Like, you know, I'm in the box, and people. 
at the funeral and they talking about man, you know, why be did this, why be did that. I actually I had somebody uh challenge me. They said, I want you to think about your funeral, right? And what would you want people to say? Like what would you want people to say about you? And then once you put that out there, then that's your end. Now go be that. Right? So Covey talks about beginning with the end in mind. So if you think about what you want people to say about you when you're gone and you start to create those words, then go back to where you are and be that person. You feel me? If you want people to say, man, Rob was a giver, then be a giver. If you want people to say, man, like if I want my daughters to say, man, my dad, my dad was a phenomenal father. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. Man, I, what's your location? I'm calling the fire station because you hot. Let's go. Hey, Let's go. Hey, Let's go. Hey, hey he's Hold hot up. over there. Hey, hey, hey why hey, I got these drinks? Uh, I got these uh, this uh, waters, man. Two for four, bro. I'm about to pour it on myself. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing, man. And I think you know uh, when you think about your legacy, you think about you know what you want to be thought of. Like it really, it really directs you in your path. Yeah, and and yeah. it helps you with your focus, and there is yeah. no distractions because you know yeah. where you're trying to get. Yeah, no question, no question. And then that was the one. So that's the most empowering thing. Like a lot of people walk around saying, uh, you know, the government is doing this, and people create um, systems to stop us. And that's true. Let's let's keep it real. It's true. But if we think about football, right? The, the purpose of the defense is to stop the offense. Come on now. Come on. So if the purpose of the defense, i.e. systematic racism or yeah. i.e. police brutality, okay. i.e. That's the defense. The purpose of the defense is to stop the offense. purpose of the offense is not to complain about what the defense is doing. The purpose of the offense is to score. Yeah. So I'm Barry Sanders. I see the defense lined up to stop me. I'm I'm going bold through you. I'm beast mode. I'm Marshawn yeah. Lynch. Come on. I'm a boat to you. I'm Joe Montana. I'm a hit Jerry Rice all day. That we got to prepare mentally for the game and we got to play, man. We can't be sitting here. No, no, don't get it wrong. We do have to fight oppression. We do have to, we do have to call out. Like I love what Maxine Waters is doing. We got to call out them folks that's trying to play us, right? But at the end of the day, I still gotta work on me. I still gotta, I still gotta grind. And not everybody's gonna be on the front line. Somebody got to serve the water, right? Somebody got to cook the food. Somebody got to make the uniforms. Not everybody's going to be in the front line screaming, fight the power. Some people got to fight the power. Some people got to fund the, somebody got, some people got to fund the mission. Yeah. If we all on the battle line, who's going to fund the mission? Somebody got to make the bread, the, the funnel. I love, I love what our people did during the Underground Railroad. Somebody got to have the house lit, the light, left the light on. For the people to know, okay, that's where I need to go mm -hmm. to, to the next. That's where the drop-off spot is. You feel what I'm saying? So once we understand our purpose, not everybody's going to be an eyeball. Not everybody's going to be an elbow. Not everybody's going to be a chest bone. You play your position, man. You do the best that you can do in that role, and you add value in the life that you have. And once you understand, once people understand that, bro, man, let me say, their life will go to another level because then you say, you know what? If I'm going to be the eyeball, I'm going to be the best darn eyeball that I was created to be. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, man, why can't I be a finger? Nah, bro, you an eyeball. That's what you do you. You feel what I'm saying? So that that's, that's, um, 
and I get honestly, I get beat up for that, man. Social media, I get man, I get beat up. Yeah, they be like, oh, you on this Republican, but I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I just understand principles. I, I know real. <laughs> I just know the like. If I take yeah. this pen and I drop it on the floor, I know gravity, bro. Like, yeah, come on, man. Principles work, and you can't tell me that if if people were able to create wealth, that we can't we can't create wealth. It's not just germane to a certain culture, bro. They know something that obviously we don't know. Right? So let's learn it. Let's apply it. Then let's put it Let's put other people on. A lot of people don't want to put people on. They say, oh, I don't want this dude to get ahead of me. Why not? If he get ahead of you and he's able to help you, then now you get ahead of him. Mm. But can't nobody beat you if mentally you've already won. That's That's... You might have won the game, but you ain't win the war. So I already won. Hey, they on the way, man. They should be there in a, in a couple of minutes to spray him down. Oh, yeah, they coming, yeah. bro. I, hear, I think I hear the sound. <laughs> I, I just hope nobody else get affected, man. You know, it's like living in a row house. It's like living in a row house in Philly, bro. If your house go up in flames. It's a wrap for your neighbors, bro. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yes, sir. So yes, what, what do you think it, last question here, what do you think it takes to achieve success? I know you gave a really good definition yeah. of success, but what do you think it takes to achieve that type of success? Yeah, it just takes, uh, it takes time. Mm. Um, and you know, people say, how long? Martin said, not long, right? That's what Martin said, not long. How long? Not long. I just say it just takes time, man. You know, um, I think, I think when you, I think the moment you discover what you're meant to do, once you discover your purpose, you, you, you've you started success, mm -hmm. right? But then now you have to put it in, you got to put it in play. Now you got to go impact some other people. Take your gift and share it with others. Give it away. Give your gift away. <laughs> One of the most powerful uh, words that I heard from a preacher, he said, give your gift away. Just give it away. And when you give it away, it's going to come back to you in abundance. So... I think you 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 start to measure success by the lives that have been touched, but success will come in time. And um, so just don't don't rush it. Don't rush it. You know, do what you need to do. Operate in the lane you're supposed to operate in, and you're gonna get results if you're doing the right things. And if you don't know what to do, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and people might play you. They might play you. Ask for help. But God bless the child that's got his own. So get yours. Like, man, let me tell you something. I'm going to drop some nuggets. Kendall, Kendall talked about this last night. We had a call. He says, people will help you when they see you helping yourself. That's it. That's it. They see you helping yourself. And I tell people straight up and down, man, the library is free, bro. The wealthiest place in our community is the library and the, and the cemetery. Those are the two wealthiest places in, in our community. Not the bank, right? Not the corporate, whatever. It's the library and the cemetery. Why? Because the library, <clears throat> the library has all of the information that you need, but the cemetery has all of the gems that people didn't, didn't let out. People die with the gems on the inside of them. They don't want to share them things. They want to keep it to themselves. They die with the gift, the songs, and the, the songs that should have been written in the grave. The buildings that should have been built, they ain't the great. Because people are not operating in their gift. Mm. So I would encourage people to be successful. Find your gift. 
find your passion, and then go make it happen. Go impact. Go give it away. Well, there it is. YB, go find your passion, find your gift, and then give it away. You'll get it back for sure. Yep. Well, thanks so much again for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Had a a good old time. Yes, sir. I can't wait to get with you in person, man. We laugh so much, bro. I just think that as soon as I get with you, we're just going to laugh some more, bro. We're just going to be laughing. Be like, man. I I need to come. I need to come. Yeah, I'm about to get a flight right now out of yeah. Richmond. I was like, yo, Ray Houston, <laughs> come on down. Matter come of fact, on, man, man, I want to come down. Uh, there's a guy, you may or may not know him, but his name is uh, Toby Nguigwe. Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toby's a fire artist, bro. You need to get him on your, you need to interview him because he's, he, he, oh, hold up. I literally hear fire. I never hear fire truck, bro. You you spoken hey, to existence, bro. Hey, hey. I, I'm, I, I'm, I will lie to you not. I literally hear. The fighter, the fighter truck, <laughs> the fireman. Somebody, man, you call the fire truck, bro. You call the fire department, bro. Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> Am I calling fire for real? <laughs> Good stuff. I love it. Well, I love thank it. you guys for watching this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it. Thank you to Best Life Coaching Society sponsoring this episode of the Success Chronicles. www.bestlifecoachingsociety.com